0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ostra's Tapas and Wine Bar. Are you looking to escape Ashland, Oregon and try something new? Ostra's Tapas and Wine Bar is the perfect spot that bridges Oregon and Spain with food and wine. They give you an experience to explore wines, cocktails, thoughtful dishes, and tapas that give you a taste of Spain with that familiar flavor of Oregon that you know and love. They use minimal, high-quality ingredients that deliver maximum flavor. And I actually work with Ostras, creating their photo and video content for their social media platforms. And every time I visit, I'm super impressed with the owner, Oliver. He's always walking around, not only talking to his customers, but also educating them on what they're eating and drinking. People absolutely love him. There's a really nice feeling of calm inside. They have really great music, and you get a lot of space around your table, which is super nice. They're open Thursday through Sunday from 5 p.m. It's a good idea to book a table through OpenTable. And if you have a group like a birthday or a holiday family get-together, be sure to call ahead and book those groups because this space and concept is perfect to bring people together safely. Next time you visit Ostras, mention the Ambitious podcast and get a complimentary wine flight with your dinner purchase. This episode is brought to you by Artifacts Fine Jewelry. If you haven't found unique jewelry and fine art in Southern Oregon, then you owe it to yourself to take that short drive to Ashland. You can witness for yourself what artifacts fine jewelry has to offer. They're a full service jewelry store, the type that you typically don't see anymore. It's really unique in there. They have a men's ring selection like you've never seen. They can custom make any ring or custom piece of jewelry that you can imagine. And with those custom projects, they offer videographies that you can see that ring all the way from conception to the wax process, to the carving process, to the very finished piece. Super, super nice, and I do that videography. Come into Artifacts and mention the Ambitious Podcast and get 10% off of your jewelry purchase. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about 8 When it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide, and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher-end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move-up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. She's definitely who I would trust for my real estate advisor.
1: About turning a microphone on and hearing yourself in your ears, that's a little bit sexy. I don't know what
0: it is. <laughs> yeah, that's why people love NPR. He holds the microphone so close to his mouth. Hello,
1: this is Box Symphony number four. And people are like, no. <laughs>
0: Ambitious. Uh, Cheyenne, welcome back to the podcast, round two. Hi,
1: I love it. You're in my pod corner in my house.
0: Yes. Lovely.
1: This is the best. I'm so excited.
0: I love Grant's Pass. I don't care what people say.
1: Oh, people say bad things and I believed it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not want to live here. And then all of a sudden we're like, let's move to Grant's Pass. And then, well, that ended up being a really good thing for multiple reasons. But, dude... At, like we live in the woods and i love so
0: it. nice i love your window
1: oh my gosh my office window is beautiful the
0: last time we recorded a podcast was at your old house
1: yeah and we were looking out that big window at mm-hmm. my neighbor's house now i have no neighbor's houses. it's way better say. out here it's so much better plus i can hoard animals
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> careful with that though that can <laughs> we, be a
1: we were doing the math um that can be a rabbit hole literally uh. <laughs> uh, that's funny we were doing the math and when we get our alpacas tomorrow we're gonna have 22 animals
0: you're reaching an upper limit, I think
1: <laughs> I My husband's cut me off He said no more And I'm like, okay Until I find something else that's adorable But there I really do go. think I'm done Because I like traveling, too
0: Yeah, you gotta make space for Sometimes you have to cut good things out of your life To make space for better things Yeah,
1: so I cut out the donkey So that I can go on cruises <laughs> That
0: was a good-ass decision <laughs> It was a good-ass decision, ass decision. <laughs> It's a wise-ass
1: decision Wise-ass <laughs> decision <laughs> Oh my gosh
0: So, welcome back to the podcast You were your episode the your domestic violence episode mm-hmm. was received very well
1: that makes me so happy a lot of
0: people loved it they resonated with it oh I love and it. yeah so i was excited to have you back on round I, two
1: i think the reason why i like that feedback so much is because it was like that's my true story mm-hmm. and i told it truthfully and it's just uh, makes yeah me people feel want real horses.
0: shit people want to know the real stories the hard things the yeah. challenges yeah especially have, right now people God, relate to that
1: oh i know because everyone's going like everyone's doing their own different hard thing right now. And I mean, it might not be as hard as having your husband beat the crap out of you, but it's still hard in your own way. Yeah, and it's all relative. Like the hardest thing you've been
0: through is the hardest thing you've you've been been through. Yeah, and I'll give you
1: space for whatever that is. Do you ever find though
0: that it's, sorry to interrupt. You're
1: fine.
0: Do you ever feel that because you've been through such difficult things that it's hard to sympathize or empathize with other people?
1: I actually have the opposite Um, because- we're so different. I know and even like talking about like how the like church stuff happened Yeah, but like if somebody calls me I I had a friend um, call me a little while ago and said man I just had a hard day because my kid had a really rough day at school and like this is the hardest thing I'm going through right now and it's just so hard and I was thinking about it and I was like man like your hardest day versus my hardest day are very different, but you're having the same emotions. Your brain is doing the same thing like chemically. And you're having these same like responses that I had, even though they're different stories. So I can empathize with what's going on in terms of like your reaction. And then I can kind of be like, well, don't leave your kid. That's what I would have done in an abusive situation, but I can empathize with whatever's going on. So it's actually made me more empathetic. And then I think people don't, don't want you to solve their problems. They just want to be supported and kind of like have space through their problems. And I think going through such a well a series of like really deep issues has made me realize that hey I don't want you to solve my problem. So I can show up for you because that's all I wanted, and I know that that's what you need. So it's it's changed my perspective and made me more empathetic in a weird way. And I'm never bitter. Like if you call that's me on the so phone great. and you're like, "Dude, my day sucked because my dog ran away, but then we found him," I'm gonna be like, "Man." that sucks so bad You're
0: like wow well it could be worse your husband could beat you
1: <laughs> I will say that jokingly though if someone's like I'm just like yeah at least you didn't get the crap beat out of you and then married again and he was gay like <laughs> <laughs> true but if you I want
0: the whole story yeah, go back and listen yeah. to the other go episode. back and
1: listen to the domestic violence episode yeah
0: sometimes I just find myself like ugh, comparing my difficulties yeah. to, to other people's and then I just tend to lack empathy I'm like well at least you haven't been through what I've been through, but I, I like, I want to be more like you in that way.
1: Do you know what that's called? Being human.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's I've got a lot of that. It's so fucking hard. It is hard.
1: It's so hard.
0: So you reached out to me mm-hmm. and I started the backup of the podcast and you're like, my dreams have come true. We need to have another episode. And I'm like, let's do it. What do you want to talk about? And you're like, let's talk about the church because that was the episode that mm-hmm. I released right after I did yours. Well, like six months later yeah, yeah. with Taylor. Yeah, it was quite a bit. And tell me why, like what, what about that episode resonated with you?
1: Well, there was something that you said. And so I think the last time we talked, you'd asked me like, where's your relationship with the church? And I was like, well, I'm in, but I'm out. And I'm like, I like have these little beliefs. But since then, I've really come to a place with my relationship with the with the church and understanding why I feel certain ways and like what my outlook is and why it's that way. And you said, I think... I'm trying to remember, but go back and listen to the episode with Taylor. It was really good.
0: Well, I could summarize because I know what I said. Yeah, yeah. I said that when you're in the church, you have this foundation of hope. Like you hope for a better world. Everything's going to be okay eventually. You're going to go to heaven, live with God, be with your family. And so really anything that happens on earth that's like pretty bad or shitty, ultimately it's going to be fine. Yeah, It's going to be be solved. And so now that I am not in the church, I don't have that foundation. I don't really have that hope anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. This might be it. And so if my life is really shitty now, this is all I have mm-hmm. because I've been a hyper trying to live in the moment kind of yeah, a thing. Present. So if it's shitty, I feel like my whole world is shitty. Yeah. And there's nothing to look forward to. Because
1: you're in the moment and in that moment it's shit and you're like, yeah. I can't see out of it. So that, that to me blew my mind because since I have, it blew my mind that Some people have that perspective Um, because since I have – I don't want to call it leaving the church. We'll have a discussion about that. But since I have stepped into the space and the relationship that I have with the church now, I have more hope. I have more perspective. I can be more kind and relate with people a lot better. And I have a deeper belief that my family unit will be strong – based on what I put into it. Mm. So this concept of like, you no longer have hope because you don't have the church. You don't have this eternal perspective. You don't, that to me was mind blowing because I felt like when I grew up in the church, they weren't giving me hope. They were giving me fear. It was, what Uh. I focused on was you can be with your family forever if you do ABCD. And so I was constantly afraid if I wasn't doing ABCD. I can see that. That it was being removed from me. And now that I have Uh, developed the relationship that I have and kind of removed that layer of fear I'm like it's my life I can have whatever I want like I still have a belief in God but it's very different than what the church has taught and it honestly is like the most peaceful thing that I've ever acknowledged like acknowledge the fact that you're given this idea like oh my gosh this eternal family you love your family you want to be with them forever but you have to do a b c d now I'm like no one can tell me what ABCD is. No mm. one actually knows what it is. It's a lot of these old guys. It's
0: speculation. Yeah.
1: And yeah, there might be some level of truth in it, but I think that's true of every religion or every organized belief mm-hmm. or whatever practice that there's little bits of truth, but it's not the whole truth. So you need to come to an independent space. And now mm. I'm like yeah. so much more hopeful. I'm like, if I go through hard things, which I s- still have them, that's it, awesome. it makes me like, I'm like, you know what? This is about me as an individual and there's no fear associated with it. So let's do this.
0: I love that. I guess to give people some background who, who didn't listen to the last episode and don't know us, you and I both grew up Mormon. Yep. Which is under the umbrella of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And we went to the same church group grew up together. Yeah, yeah. Congregation, ward, whatever you want to call it. I remember the first time I told somebody who wasn't Mormon that, I <laughs> oh yeah, I go to this ward. They're like.
1: Psych Like ward? a psych ward? <laughs>
0: I'm like, same, oh, no, no, no. Oh, same like,
1: response.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so that's kind of our background. You're like uh, two years younger than me or something. How old are you? 32.
1: Yeah, I'm 30. Cool. Because I'm like a year younger than Kaylin.
0: Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of the background. Uh, so, sidebar. Yeah. But and, to go back into what you were saying, yeah. I, I like that a lot. So, did you feel that you were more driven by fear to, to live up to the.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I honestly think that's a part of being a woman in the church, though, which might Mm. because I was like, why? Why would Ammon have this different experience? Like I was exploring that thought process. And I've been talking to quite a few of my friends because I have a friend that's um, completely left the church. I have one of my best friends is completely active in the church and kind of getting their perspective on why they do certain things. A lot of it is fear based. A lot of the conversation Mm. is, is like, well, why do you keep um like for example garments are really big in the church like you have yeah. to wear the garments it's a, a layer of protection that's something really important and some people have difficulty with that and so not from a judgment judgmental perspective i will ask like why why do you do that well i'm afraid that if i don't mm. abcd will happen so it's
0: always that way it's
1: always fear I'm and i'm afraid I think,
0: that if i don't i'll go to hell i'm yeah. afraid if i don't yeah i'm not going to have that layer of yeah. spiritual protection or some people believe it's like physical protection too. exactly
1: yeah I'm like i've Okay. It's just white <laughs> underwear.
0: I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah. How that's going. And
1: if you believe in that, that's fine. And if that's something you need for safety, that's great. But yeah. when it becomes something that's fear-based, where you are afraid of the consequences of not doing it, even though you haven't experienced them, that's where I'm like there's something off there. And I think it's as sad as it is, I think it's more prominent with women because it kind of has to do with like the priesthood. Like the priesthood mm-hmm. is a really big division. So the priesthood is um I don't know how to describe it in layman's terms. It's basically like this spiritual mantle um where you can channel uh the power of God to help other people in the
0: church. Yeah. I would I would I would throw in the word authority. That's authority. what I always there you refer. Go. Like yeah. It's like this spiritual authority that's yeah. given to men and exclusively to men exclusively that, to that men they can the have like they can give blessings yeah. of healing, blessings of right uh, guidance, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. protection or peace or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's it's given to just the men. And the, the narrative is the men have it because the women... Ha- that It's a gift. You have the gift of the priesthood. Yeah. And the women are given the gift of bearing children. Which, by the way, is not a gift.
0: <laughs> I hate being pregnant. <laughs> I know some people that
1: love it. I also know that. And if you do, you do you, boo-boo. <laughs> but... um, So I think because there's this authority set up that a lot of times the men are like, well, I have this authority and like you... You feel like you're given this thing and it brings all this hope. And then with women, sometimes I think it creates a division because you're like, well, I don't have anything. And then Mm. there's a lot more fear. Like, Especially like, well, if I lose my husband, I lose the priesthood. I don't have it in my home anymore. Or Mm. if I lose whatever. So I think, I don't know, and I'm kind of projecting on the whole To put a positive
0: spin on it, though, like I definitely hear what you're saying. I think it can be very divisive. Yeah. To put, uh, to play devil's advocate, though, Yeah. I think that it can also... Add like we have different roles as men Mm -hmm. and women and we can't, like I can't have a baby. Right. So I need a woman and a woman can't have the priesthood. So the woman needs, so it also gives us this sense for, I suppose, unity that we need each other for certain things and we can respect each other's roles separately for what they are and the strengths. But a lot of women have a lot of issues with not being able to have a priest. I don't know if any men have an issue with not being able to bear children. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have an issue with a damon? I mean, I would love.
0: No, I don't. <laughs> but did you know the seahorses are the ones? Yes, that... <laughs> anyway, I did know side. that. rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! And I don't. I don't. I don't have an issue with the priesthood at all. Yeah. And I don't have an issue that women don't have the priest. I have no issues with that. I'm mm-hmm. not like, oh, women should have the priesthood equality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am in the space of that might be a reason why there's a a difference in perspective, um, and why women are so afraid of losing their family cuz they bear the children oh, and yeah. men lack the hope of eternity cuz they're the ones that bestow the eternity so it's kind of this complex thing and mm-hmm. i'm projecting on quite a few the church is, has so many different people all over the world so i'm projecting on like 50% of the population oh well everything
0: that we're <laughs> saying is completely our opinion oh, and yeah. our experience 100%. so nothing that we're saying is is <laughs> no, like a is universal endorsed. truth yeah <laughs> but so now that you're i guess i'm interested to know what your position is now your relationship but before i we jump into that would Mm -hmm. you say that where you're at now versus where you were at in the church you said before that your motivation to live the church standards was fear absolutely so what is it now what's the emotion that's kind of motivating you now
1: To do, to live the church?
0: Yeah, just the motivation. Or
1: just life.
0: Yeah, like I lost my sense of hope, right? right? And I I would say that I had that motivation of fear too, kind Mm -hmm. of fueling it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so you said that you have a different perspective than me. Yeah. What's that that emotion behind?
1: Instead of being fear-based, I'm now hope-based because I've changed from putting my belief in these certain standards that need to be met for eternity back into myself as an individual Mm. because it's allowed me to recognize, first of all, my resilience. Like if you listen to the other podcasts, I'm a fairly resilient person. And I know that. That's a a truth that I have for myself is my level of resilience. Mm -hmm. So it's allowed me to take Instead of these certain metrics, to develop my own belief system and then live into that, which is so liberating um, because now I'm more hopeful because I know what I'm capable of. I don't know what is going to happen in the eternities. I don't know what God is capable of. I don't know any of that, but I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me more hopeful because I'm like, you know what? If I want to, if we die, and that's the truth where there's like, Three different levels of heaven and, and the Heavenly Father, all of that stuff. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in the way that I've lived my life as an individual where I could explain why I did those things. And I'm not afraid anymore that I'm not going to earn that eternity or earn mm-hmm. whatever it is because I am. my hope is based in who I am because mm-hmm. I know me and I know what I'm capable
0: that's of. That's awesome. So it's like taking the power, putting it back into your own hands yeah, and recognizing exactly. that you're responsible for your own happiness. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for... Uh, What's the word I'm trying to say? Like you're, if you go to, if that is true, the three degrees of glory in heaven, whatever, where you go is where you kind of deserve, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: because I lived my life to my own personal truth. Yeah, and it, and honestly, like sometimes when I think about it, it makes me want to cry because I'm like a big part of the fear-based. There's a high level of judgment. If you get a tattoo in the church, you get judged. If you, there's like every single parameter if you're not fitting this perfect image where you get judged. And because I've removed that layer of other people and that fear it's completely removed the judgment and it honestly allows me to love people better and raise my kids better and do everything better because i'm not worried about checking off your boxes mm-hmm. i'm worried about living my truth and i can back up whatever i say in the long run that's awesome because i did me that's so cool <laughs> and trust me where it the is... hell did you learn all this oh my gosh okay well first of all life like yeah. i've had a really hard life therapy I've gone to therapy. I'm not like great at it. I just picked up BetterHelp again because I had like a panic attack a little while ago. It's just one of those things where I was unhappy and I was sick of it and I am inherently a happy extroverted person. I'm like, what makes me happy? And then I just kind of went from there. It's a weird thing. It's not like I sat down and like studied some something or other. I just went, what do I not like? What do I like? Let's go from there and figure it out.
0: That's cool. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that my teacher also was just life like going yeah. through really difficult shit yeah going to therapy i have never tried better help
1: i love better help
0: is it pretty expensive
1: uh i don't know
0: <laughs> i've heard that it's kind of expensive
1: it probably is but the thing i like about it is you can text oh this is free pub maybe we can get them to support your podcast yeah they,
0: they, they sponsor all kinds of podcasts yeah hey
1: better help how are you doing
0: hey better help if you're listening uh free pub i'm offering
1: we're offering one free sponsorship episode.
0: ad reads in the podcast. <laughs> moving forward you <laughs> need to pay
1: for this shit
0: <laughs> this is free pub
1: um so better help the thing i like is they give you a therapist my therapist lives in eagle point and oh, cool. yeah and you can text your therapist so like the other like last friday i had like uh shitty day and i was like completely losing my mind so i texted my therapist and i was like i'm having a shitty day i'm completely losing my mind she's like okay what are you doing for self-care that's what you need to focus on what are Mm -hmm. you gonna and so i like that you can have like when you're in those moments instead of going back in reflection it's kind of instant and then we also have our calls
0: having to make an appointment wait for openings
1: and you still do that but you also get to text and then you can journal and share your journal i'm really bad at journaling but there's a reason why so (laughs) um (laughs) but it was funny my first word sidebar here epic go to therapy but my first my first therapy <laughs> session therapy. they're only 45 minutes and she's like okay let's start small let's just give me a brief summary of the last 10 years of your life
0: oh small it's like <laughs> a third of my life bitch i don't know
1: <laughs> also did you want to know i'm like okay let's just go through the last 10 years so i like started with like okay here's my first marriage and uh-huh. the abuse and here's my second marriage and the abuse, and then like everything and she's like we're gonna need more than 45 minutes (laughs) yeah it was it's fun she's like we have a lot to unpack here so Mm -hmm. i love therapy but yeah so that's and that's one medium where it allows me to do a little bit more self-reflection so um i think that's one of my learning ways and then a weird thing is i think i don't know if we talked about this but a lot of people have an internal monologue like
0: oh yeah we did talk about that okay
1: i i don't have that so it lucky um, no sometimes I wish I did <laughs> because I just say things and I'm like oh, I probably shouldn't
0: have said that oh yeah
1: <laughs> like you can you can talk out what you think you're gonna say first right
0: yeah well when I'm thinking I have a voice and I, I have like a narration happening all the time I don't like my thoughts what I'm thinking what I like and don't like I don't judgments of my experiences
1: okay so if like you have these thoughts and you're like oh I need to talk to somebody then you do you plan out like the conversation in your head
0: Hmm. Kinda. Sometimes. Not all the time. Okay.
1: Because usually since I don't have an internal monologue, I'll just be like, I'll get a feeling like I need to talk to this person. Then I pick up the phone and I'm like, I'm making a complete idiot out of myself. Oh,
0: sometimes I like I'm I didn't plan this at all. Yeah. Well, I was like, awesome. all right, we're gonna talk about the church. I have no notes. <laughs> I literally I just have podcasts with Cheyenne and I'm going to write time codes for things that I want to go back to or like things I want to remember.
1: <laughs> or like where to put the ad. Yeah. Or if
0: there's anything that we say that we're like, oh shit, cut that out.
1: Oh yeah. That's good. No, no, there. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you a whole story, but you'd have to cut it out. So.
0: Well, you can tell me after. <laughs> I'll tell you after. So um, tell me where you're at with the church now. I'm curious.
1: Okay. So first of all, I absolutely abhor the labels of active and inactive because it implies mm. that like if you're inactive. Oh, you'd be considered inactive. Do you have any desire to ever go back to the church in your life? Mm, no. See, so it it implies that you're. It implies that there's some fear based membership that's going to pull you back. So I hate the terms active and active and I think it's. Too and they change black the terms all the time. Oh my gosh!
0: Like excommunicated is now membership withdrawal. Yeah. Or removal or something. Yeah,
1: because well, and I was even told you can't call your ex husband your ex husband. You have to call him your former spouse. I'm like, oh no, he is an ex. <laughs> yeah. an ex. I'm not out. <laughs> So they do change yeah. it a lot, but i i don't I don't like the black and white of it. Same. So I'm so am, on the
0: same page as you with that.
1: I am not active. I'm not inactive. Here's Here's how the church, my relationship with the church goes. My kids and I attend sacrament meeting and meetings. Um, I have a calling. I might not after this podcast. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh shit
1: <laughs> oh damn um and my kids attend what's your calling church i'm they changed the name it used to be the laurel advisor and uh-huh. i'm 16 to 18 year old advisor i told them the hmm. bishop at me and i was like you want to calling?" i'm like eh. only if i go to your moments. They're like perfect we want you to be over 16 to 18 year olds i'm like do you really i don't know if you want my influence in there.
0: man yeah that's crazy <laughs> so, Is he an open-minded bishop
1: uh well i don't we've never really talked about he probably is. Do you know, I, our award's you know amazing. Do
0: you know who John DeLynn
1: is? Uh uh-uh. uh
0: He's this uh, ex-Mormon guy oh, who's like the Mormon stories. Yeah, Mormon stories. Yes, yes. Man, people lose callings. People get excommunicated just for going on his podcast. I know.
1: I know. Which is again fear-based.
0: And I'm really, <laughs> I, I don't want to become that. Like I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. Whenever yeah. I do, people reach out to me like, "Dude, that episode meant so much to me. I gained so much." Yeah. I really resonated with that. It made me feel so not alone because there's not a very strong community for ex-Mormons. No, there's not. Until I found Mormon stories. Yeah. And, and they're a
1: kind of an extreme.
0: They're pretty extreme. Yeah. He, he claims that they're doing, uh, they're trying to have productive and, yeah. and positively constructive conversations about the church. Yeah. But they they're pretty aggressive yeah. sometimes and it's like do and you really
1: need to say that's that? that's fine but I think they're saying that because of fear <laughs> yeah and sometimes or trying I feel, to protect their people
0: sometimes I feel like the host John Dillon is yeah. like he has like a, an agenda absolutely you know, like putting words in people's mouths I agree I don't yeah really it's like do you that. think
1: that you feel this way and then he projects whatever that is
0: but I'm I'm walking this line where it is a part of my past yeah but I don't really want it to follow me and become part of my identity or right. oh I am in the ex-mormon guy who right. now talks about Ex Mormon stuff, absolutely, on his podcast. I don't really want it to follow me. Yeah, I just want to be Ammon Clough yeah. who who loves podcasting, loves videography, and loves shooting real estate videos and yeah. stuff. Like Johnny Harris, our friend who went to mm-hmm. church with, grew up with us. He's like this amazing he's journalist, incredible, like two million subscribers on YouTube. Okay,
1: I didn't even know that he was that good until a couple years ago, and I'm like, Johnny, yeah, Harris, he, he's look like at fucking you. genius. Get it?
0: But anyway, so not to name drop or anything. <laughs>
1: Get that bird Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> we know Johnny Harris. He,
0: did you see his video he posted on YouTube about why he left the church? No. So great. Okay, I'm I gonna cried. watch it. It's so great. I'm
1: probably gonna cry also.
0: But he, in part of it, he was like, uh, he he didn't want to talk any more about. That because he didn't want... He wanted to close the book. He didn't want it to become part of his identity.
1: Absolutely. I completely understand that.
0: And I feel the same exact way.
1: But I also think, and this might be me projecting, that it was such a big part of your life and you're kind of going through this transition of finding your individuality. So along the way, you also have to get pieces of it out. So Dude, that- it's a
0: massive unraveling. Oh, yeah. An entire lifetime of unraveling. Oh, yeah. And I'm only like two years in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my God, it is hard. Oh, no kidding. So I have this... I'm walking this line where I don't want it to follow me like I've mentioned I don't want it to be part of my identity, but I know how helpful it was for me to find a community Mm -hmm. of ex-Mormon people Mm -hmm. outside of the church that were not talking negative, but just talking about their experience. And I felt so seen and understood and it was massively helpful. Yeah. And so there's part of me that wants to...
1: Hold space for them.
0: Yeah, hold space and like offer them a a platform to talk and express their feelings or just to listen if they want to just learn something and feel validated. Yeah. So But you
1: don't want to carry that.
0: I don't really want to carry it, but here I am like talking to you about it. So
1: <laughs> Here Let's just we see are. See what happens. Just don't carry this on from here. No, you can't. I think you just like why don't you want to carry it? Because you're afraid of the judgment or that how it might impact your work?
0: I just don't want to get stuck into a box. Okay. I don't want to
1: Because you've been in the Mormon box and you don't want to Yeah, you I've just... been in the
0: Mormon box and now I don't want to get stuck in the ex Mormon box. Yeah. I wanna just be Ammon and I have ADHD and so I have all kinds of subjects and topics and oh, categories yeah. of conversations that interest me and this isn't the only one i want to talk about
1: so maybe your ambitious podcast is you're talking to ambitious people but you're also reaching your own ambitions by break ambitions by breaking down pieces of who you were so that you can step into things you want to exactly that's awesome
0: so yeah this podcast episode will be about mormonism and what it's like to transition we can talk about llamas well (laughs) last time we talked about domestic violence like the other time i talked to my dad about adhd
1: your dad's podcast i cried Really? I love your dad. Yeah.
0: He got a lot of good feedback too.
1: Hey, did you know that we were almost, we were almost related? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my mom had the biggest crush on your dad. <laughs>
0: oh, believe me. I know.
1: Oh my gosh. She, Which, how would we, I don't know.
0: She talks about it all the time. I know.
1: It's so weird. I'm anyway, like, mom.
0: now that's public knowledge.
1: <laughs> Sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> it's not like it was a secret. She was like shouting it at the wedding. Oh yeah. Oh, she was? At Mitchell's wedding. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. At, the, at Mitchell's oh, I wedding. I had the
0: biggest crush on your dad <laughs> and your dad's sitting right there. I was like. Is Mark okay with these things? <laughs> Does he know
1: this? Like, have you guys like unpacked this? No. Okay. Well, so here we I go. Was
0: like, yeah, I mean, my dad's a pretty great guy, and then she's like, yeah, but he, he made the right choice. Your mom's so much better. It's like,
1: well, obviously, <laughs> I don't really know like, what I'm supposed
0: to say about. <laughs> thank You're you. like,
1: uh, yeah, I agree with that sentiment. Yes, <laughs> psycho.
0: I think your mom's great. She's funny. I love her energy.
1: She's my mom. <laughs> okay,
0: wait, so I we definitely got off track. So we did. You my were saying you have a calling. You go to a sacrament meeting. Yes.
1: And it is purely social, mm. which is the part that's interesting. So, social,
0: so you go for social fulfillment yes, for yourself.
1: Yes. You know how you're talking mm. to your brother and he said he's like 98% introverted on the um, Myers-Briggs thing? I
0: thought he was 100%.
1: Oh, maybe he was 100%. Yeah. I am 99% extroverted. Makes and they're like, you're sense. part of the smaller population. And I'm like, yes. Well, get... Interesting.
0: Most people say that they go when they have kids. They say they go for the kids because they don't know how to raise their kids any other way.
1: So... I know how to raise my kids. Uh, here's here's the crazy part is we navigate a lot of it and I change what they're being told. So it's a really good opportunity because I'll, 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 we'll come home and be like, what do you learn about in primary today? And they're like, well, we learned about the word of wisdom. And I will say, oh, what did you learn about the word of wisdom? And then they're like, alcohol is bad, coffee is bad, blah, 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 blah. And then it gives me the opportunity to actually change the narrative that they have in their minds so that they're more accepting so like mm-hmm. alcohol isn't bad coffee isn't bad there are people that make bad choices within those realms but it's not something that's bad if you know what's going I on love and, that. and have and kind of have the conversation so
0: I, th- I love that I think it makes them more uh, makes them less afraid of substances and things right and more just cautious about behavior
1: yeah and we have we have those conversations all the time about different things with the church I I like that my kids have a situation that's morally okay (laughs) despite the judgment where they can develop friends with people that I know because I've already developed the community there and I like that my kids have that exposure and I don't mind if you go play soccer with them for an hour and a half every Wednesday night or whatever it is but then the good part about it is it also lends to really good conversations where I'm like normally if I were to completely leave the church I would not think to talk to my kids about substances Mm -hmm. like I I pro- I should, but it'd probably be one of those things where I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that until it's too late. Oh, yeah. Where now I'm like, okay, let's talk about what you learned, but let's talk about what we actually believe as a family. That's cool. So our belief system is, and I don't want to say based in the church. Like we still, the kids still pray because they... Feel like they want to like m- like my daughter is very into prayer she loves I prayed the other day yeah and I pray too like I still have a belief in God but I don't believe it in the parameters that the church has mm. and that to me is so liberating like it's the best thing for my life like I drink I have tattoos I do all is that of these a things tattoo on your wrist yeah love I'm that. greater than my highs and lows it's one of my three
0: that's cool yeah oh, I love that I thought it was like uh like like Roman numerals but I love the symbolism of that oh yeah well Wait, it's quick question twofold Oh, well, tell me.
1: I'm greater than my highs and lows because I've been through some shit, but also I'm a diabetic. So my high blood sugars and my low oh. blood sugars. <laughs> I love that <laughs> it double resonated kind of with stuff. me. I was
0: actually thinking about getting a, a full left sleeve.
1: I'm going to do that. Sick. Totally. It's I, I actually reached out to, um, sidebar. I reached out to, um, so my grandpa served a mission for a church mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Um, with the maori people and so we grew up with a lot of maori traditions Um, my husband and i went to the polynesian cultural center in hawaii and in the maori place i cried like a baby like they thought i was dying because i was like (laughs) during all their presentations because it made me miss my grandpa so i reached out to these um people mm-hmm. in new zealand that are maori and they do traditional maori tattooing and they will design tattoos for you based off of like you just tell them like why you want one so i emailed them and i was like oh my grandpa and, and it's really big part of like family for me and all this stuff and so they're designing a tattoo for me to get my the upper part of my sleeve started and i'm so excited wow i'm so excited That's they're like cool do you want to they... fly here and get it i'm like yeah that would be the most i feel like they
0: like how do you say it the maori people? maori mm-hmm. i feel like they would would be Mori. kind of opposed to tattooing a white person.
1: Um I think that there's been a lot of cultural uh, appropriation with a lot of the tattoos and I think that the Maori people they're just so sw- sweet and so good. They're like if you want part of our culture Ask us to do it instead of just going to some random person. I love that. I know. They're such good people. And the traditional Mm. women tattoo, which they asked me if I wanted, is on your chin. I was like, nah, (laughs) I'm good.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, let's just go with the face tattoo. Start there.
1: Right on my face. My other ones I can hide right now. Why not just come out with that? (laughs)
0: Yeah. So you said that you go to church because of social reasons. Mm -hmm. Why on earth would you go to sacrament meeting for social fulfillment?
1: Because I can talk to people afterwards.
0: But during sacrament meeting, you can't talk at all. Like, why don't you just go to like second or third hour or second hour or whatever?
1: I well, I don't know because.
0: Like sacrament meeting is the least social portion of church.
1: Yeah, it's very boring. Always has been. Uh, If I was
0: going for social fulfillment, I would go to the hour that, like the second hour where you go to like. I can
1: answer this question. I just was thinking about it. The reason why I go to sacrament meeting is because it's an hour where my kids have to sit and be quiet and cannot bother me. (laughs) I usually get out my iPad and like doodle or work on projects or something hmm. because that's the only time in my life where they're not bothering me. I work from home. Yeah. <laughs> so they're always around, especially my youngest who's quarantined right now. So they're... so. <laughs> they... <laughs> Why is he quarantined? Someone in his class got COVID. Ah. Uh, I guess. He shit. hasn't had any... He's a handful. I, I explain him as, you know how there's like people like when they're born, they have like they were supposed to be a twin but the twin didn't develop so they have like Mm -hmm. an extra leg or something my youngest i always describe as he was meant to be a twin and so instead but what happened was instead of another body developing it didn't so both two souls were put into one body Mm. so he's just a lot he's just doubled in everything he does when he's i adore him he is so cute but he's also my biggest challenge (laughs) because everything he does is just big it's Mm -hmm. like he's just really angry or really happy or really sad or and he always wants physical which i'm fine with but i'm like you were meant to be a twin you were meant to have another body to kind of get this into but it didn't (laughs) happen that way so i'm your mom so you gotta
0: go to church be on your ipad get your social time after the hour's over yep that's cool exactly okay so to pick back up on the story you go to sacrament meeting for for social reasons. That's your relationship with the church now.
1: Yeah, and and uh, so I still believe in God. Mm-hmm. I still believe in Christ, and I still believe in the Holy Ghost, but not in the way the church teaches. I think it's the Holy Ghost is more of something that like you're born with, like mm. be, and that has to do with putting faith back in myself. Like Mm -hmm. it's something that you develop over the course of your life. Um, I don't have a really big belief system in, or any really, in um, like the temple. I don't, I think that's a, I think originally it was created to help develop faith for the people in the era in order to have them have a physical way to manifest their faith that was different than other churches. Mm -hmm. I don't think it actually has to do with Eternity or any of the practices in there, especially with like my first time going through the temple, how uncomfortable I was. I was like, this is not, yeah, not, not. Um, and I, but I still respect that it's sacred for some people, and that's great, cool. It's not for me. Um, temple marriage, I've been sealed in the temple two times, and both of them were absolutely horrible.
0: Wow, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, this time. Not sealed. We're not going to get sealed because I don't think that's an important part of us being together eternally. Mm-hmm. I really think it's one of those as an individual, if, if that was supposed to happen, I can have a conversation about why. Right. Um, so I don't have any belief system in that. Um, I don't know what else.
0: The, the temple was a big reason why I left Really. the church. Yeah. Really?
1: Was it just, yeah. why?
0: I just felt like I didn't have proper informed consent. Yeah, with going mm-hmm. like before you go they they do have like church or temple prep classes and I attended those but it was just it doesn't tell you anything they're Nothing. like well we can't tell you much because it's so sacred in there yeah which is just another way of saying fear. that it's just yeah another way of just putting fear into you and being like, like really amplifying your curiosity like, yeah oh my gosh you're going to learn all these really groundbreaking things you're going to see God it's going to be amazing and I didn't like you they give you the option to say yes or no
1: yeah but you don't to, but it's know. at the
0: very beginning yeah before you even know anything what's yeah. going to happen and then there's this part in the temple and i i want to try and respect that absolutely. it's sacred for some people absolutely but there's this one line that satan like turns to the video to uh-huh. the audience that says like yes. you'll be in my power if you don't walk up to everything you've yes you heard in the temple today Uh so you're just like like it's just all fear-based yeah and then you have to raise your hand and say yes and make all these promises to literally lay down your life for the church if necessary and i just feel like when you're making promises that heavy like Mm -hmm. literally life or death Mm -hmm. you should have proper informed consent about what you're going in to do absolutely before you say yes
1: yeah absolutely
0: and then after and the consequences are really extreme if you break any of those covenants yeah two-way promises whatever you want to call it, covenant and then
1: you literally have the devil telling you what's going to happen you have the devil telling you what's
0: going to happen to you if you don't which is just a lot of fear-based stuff and then oh there was something else i was thinking about But yeah, it's just really, really heavy. It's a lot. And you're, and I was like 18, Mm -hmm. so young, same same thing with baptism. When you're eight years old, it's like, okay, you can, you should go and get baptized. It's going to be so great, but it's your choice. But if you don't, like you're going to not have the Holy Ghost with you. You Mm -hmm. don't get to live with God forever. It's like, well, obviously I'm going to choose to get baptized. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also your entire family for generations. My entire family, my
0: entire friend base, like everybody that I knew all had done it.
1: Yeah. And the weird thing is, is there's even fear. One of my kids isn't baptized yet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they want to get baptized. But I, and there's a level of fear even as a mother of a kid that's eight. Because it's like, you only have a year. You only have until they're nine. And then after that, it's right. con- considered a convert baptism. And don't do that. Oh, yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, first of all, when he turned eight he was absolutely terrified of water like he wouldn't even put his toe in the water and like if you take him i'm pretty sure satan's gonna come straight out of his body and it's gonna be the most traumatizing thing for everybody in the room because he does not want to do that so now that he's more comfortable with water the conversation's like okay he's almost nine he's almost nine i'm like i don't want to take this kid and he he says he wants to do it but he's eight
0: Mm-hmm.
1: he he doesn't even know when he wants to go to bed like this is a really right. big how do you expect thing. a kid
0: and I I guess like the thinking behind it is just yeah. have them make like a micro commitment right you know something small when they're young yeah that they feel accomplished which is great you know mm-hmm. I just wish it was something less consequential something that had I don't know like you're eight years old how are you supposed to become like responsible for all of your actions and I don't
1: yeah know, and learn how to like age. repent and be accountable yeah. and, and and i
0: think that we could have a conversation the church should have conversations about that which they do but i man. think
1: the the hardest thing for me with that with any like ordinances or or like baptism or the temple there's an expectation for a certain age or certain milestones that you do those things globally we don't care where you live who you are mm-hmm. when you are 18 right now and you're a male and you go on a mission you do that before you go on a mission when you're eight years old in the church regardless of who you are where you live you get baptized it's like it completely removes the individuality which makes me it's a little bit culty I'm not calling the church a cult but I've Go been, ahead <laughs> I, I I will I've ethically studied cults lately I've been absolutely obsessed I think I've told you this before mm-hmm. and there's just certain things where when you remove the individual piece it just is not the right way to do it and and my thing is is if they are if it's really their belief system that that's really how you get the holy ghost and it's really like the the first part why don't you look at the people as an individual? Like, why don't you allow the parents to sit down with the kid and have a conversation? And then whenever the kid is actually ready, not this like preconceived thing that yeah. they think they need to be, then you will th- allow them to get baptized yeah. when they want. It on is their pretty turns. general.
0: Like everybody, Every, when you're eight, get baptized. Globally, everybody at this age, it doesn't matter like what your personalized level of readiness is or commitment or yeah. Yeah. Something I was going to say, I, so I don't actually think the church is a cult. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I I don't think one way or the other. I uh-huh. think it just doesn't matter. Right. It, it does really, It really doesn't. It really in doesn't. In my opinion. Yeah. Because um, it's just phonetics and people get so caught up with it. I was going to say, though, with the temple stuff.
1: I was just going to ask about that because I'm like, can we go back to that? So that was the primary thing. That was the primary thing. Okay. And
0: I was also going to just add, when you make a promise, like raising your hand and saying yes, bowing your head to these promises to lay down your life for an organization I really think that you should be fully informed about like the good and the bad with the church and mm-hmm. there's so many things that after I left the church and started doing more research like with Mormon stories and mm-hmm. different discussions with people in person you learn a lot of negative things about the church mm-hmm. and it's it's okay yeah it's not a bad thing that the church has made mistakes that's not the point the point is that they just hide it yeah they don't tell you because they want to put their best foot forward it's like dating someone who only tells you the best things about themselves and then makes you promise that you will die before leaving them my first marriage and then you start to (laughs) discover like all the The shit the dark parts of them you're like well fuck like i already made all these promises i have to die for this person
1: and it's so dishonest and not only that is it's dishonest with eternal consequence yeah. is what they're saying and it's like it just gives me bad feelings yeah i, mean, I just it, got
0: like a weird feeling yeah it's like talking about it it yeah. makes me feel super uncomfortable yeah. and that's why i left
1: so i have a question with the temple there's a lot of indoctrination and fear about talking about temple ordinances yeah do you think now you still carry some of that with you, or is it respect for people that still believe in it? It's temple? fear. It's fear. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I, I, did have a conversation with my with my brothers. Yeah. Because one of them hasn't been through the temple, the other one has. Uh huh. And we were talking about it and just saying like the things, the issues we had with it. Yeah. And we we got we got into like pretty. Ex- extreme yeah. details because mm-hmm. my other brother wanted to know he's like oh what's it like so we, i was just telling him and i was like feeling like oh yeah shit. Like, you're I, like I, I'm, I gonna burn. I'm gonna get
1: hit by a car
0: so yeah it's still there it's not sure. crazy
1: though like even clark and i can't like, I still am not comfortable, like, talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is that? Like, why is there... Dude,
0: it still has power over, over you. Crazy? And there's people on YouTube that will, like, literally sit on camera in their garments, in their temple clothing, and say the entire endowment session word for word to try and remove the power that it has from them. Right. And that's pretty extreme. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you need to go to that length to take... To have it not have power over you. I yeah. think that just... For me, it's like having this discussion with you. And I'm trying to be careful Absolutely. with what I'm saying. And I also was trying to be respectful in the conversation with my brothers when yeah. I was talking about it. Um, but that was you know, off camera, no recordings, oh, yeah. and it wasn't in public.
1: Uh, don't trust me. I'm not expecting you. Like, let's go through the whole thing right now. <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. am also equally f- afraid. Yeah. Which, uh, do you feel guilty that oh, you're yeah. afraid?
0: A little bit of guilt. I'm, I worry about what people will think. Okay. I worry about hurting people's feelings. I worry about... <laughs> What if it is all true, and I'm gonna get struck by lightning, or I don't know. So
1: my next question is: if you fear, f- if you feel fear
0: mm-hmm. and
1: guilt about something that's supposed to be sacred, is it actually sacred?
0: Hmm. I have never thought of it like that.
1: That is how I have broken down a lot of my relationship with a lot of things in the church.
0: Well, but can you can you really? you can't necessarily control people's feelings around somebody that's sacred or not.
1: No, but you can control your own feelings. So you True, don't think it's sacred, but
0: just because I feel fear or whatever guilt mm-hmm. around something that is supposed to be sacred air quotes. Does that, I guess that that's your question though. Yeah. Yeah. I would say no. Hmm. I think that it can still be sacred.
1: Do you? So my next question, have you talked to somebody who's active in the church that has the opposite feelings of fear and guilt so, like, if you went hmm. up to somebody right now that was active in the church, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm using the terms that I hate, but they're sure. relatable. Yeah. So, if you went up to someone right now and you're like, "Oh, you're active, awesome, cool," um, let's talk about the temple. Are they? Do you think that they would approach it from a peace place or a place where their guard goes up? I personally have experienced every single time their guard hmm. goes up, and that to hmm. me, I'm like, it makes me uncomfortable. I guess I haven't
0: really talked to too many people because about I'm it like, to if know. it's
1: sacred to you. That's great. I want to be absolutely respectful of whatever you believe in. If you believe in like that, there's a cow that rules the world. Great. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you feel like an individual. But to me, the part that's curious with the whole church is that if you go to somebody that's active and ask them about certain things, Hmm. you can immediately tell their guard goes up and then they say certain words. Oh, the peace. Oh, yeah. the the whatever. I would say
0: that it's probably just something that people are afraid. Most people, I would say, are afraid of confrontation. Yeah, that's true. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's not that they're afraid of something that's sacred or to talk about it. They're just maybe afraid that you're going to ask them a question that they will feel yeah, that they can't answer and they'll feel confronted by. Because, you know, if people come up, came up to me and said like, hey, I want to talk to you about your sex life. I would, I mean, that's, to me, that's a sacred thing. Yeah. I don't have fear yeah. or guilt around my sex life. Yeah, but you're but like, but that's
1: really, like, that's something that's very personal. It's a pretty personal,
0: personal thing, and yeah. it's, it's something that I would, my guard would go up for sure, depending on the person.
1: Right. But I think you can also tell a little bit. Like, if you go up to somebody and say, What's your sex life like? Like, their guard will go up and they'll be like, why are you asking? Where I feel like a lot of things with sacred stuff in the church, their guard goes up differently, and they get into protecting mode. Hmm. Like, they step kind of beyond that. Oh, yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Where they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, my guard's up, but now I have to, Prevent you from they
0: immediately get on the defensive, yeah. Exactly,
1: where like yeah. if, you're, if you go up to somebody, you're like, oh, like, let's talk about your sex life, they're gonna be like, I don't, I'm not really comfortable with that. I'm like, wait, or, what, yeah, like, uh, that's not a normal thing to talk about. <laughs> also, uh, no, so but then with the church, if you're like, oh, hey, can we talk about like even if you approach it in a non confrontational way, I completely agree about the confrontation piece, but if you're like, let's talk about like, hey, can we have a conversation about the temple? Their guard goes up and instead of being like, I'm not comfortable with that or I don't really want to talk about that, usually they're like, I can't talk about it because it's sacred and peaceful. People and... have told
0: me I'm not allowed to say anything. Exactly. I don't really know what I'm supposed to. I'm not yeah. supposed to say. Exactly. Yeah, it's just.
1: And and yeah, honestly, fear. if that's where you are, that's completely fine. But that's the part of the church that I have a hard time with. Hmm. And about a lot of the teachings, it, is it's it's completely fear-based. So that, and that's, like circling it back to when you said you feel like you don't have hope that's why i was like i feel like i have more hope and more peace in my life because i've broken down my relationship and realized how much fear there is and
0: i love that perspective way more than mine
1: yeah well and your perspective is true for you because that's how you feel and that's
0: but i want to change it
1: absolutely so just (laughs) the the best thing that i've ever did is breaking down the feelings Mm -hmm. because i'm a very i'm super extroverted but i'm also like a big time feeler really big time feeler. I mirror people a lot. I wouldn't have
0: thought that. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Never? I feel like I'm a big feeler. Huh. I'm so emotional.
1: Why do you think I That's interesting.
0: Well, just because you're so uh, like you say that you don't have a what was it again? The
1: internal monologue. Internal
0: monologue. Mm-hmm. You're very extroverted and you're you just seem like very analytical and logical to me. Mm-hmm. So I would just I would have assumed you were more logical, like in your head more than in your heart. Yeah. But after hearing you say like, oh, I cried when I heard your dad's episode. So I can see that you're I think I,
1: I, because I'm extroverted, I'm also inherently like bubbly and positive. I can understand. And you're not the first person to tell me that even this week. I've been breaking down a lot of Hmm. my like, what image do I project? Just because I'm curious. Um, I am super logical. And that's my coping mechanism with a lot of my anxiety and depression Hmm. is being logical. Hmm. Um, But I am also very emotional. I cry probably... Oh, four to five times a day oh. i cry yeah i cry a lot i cry when things are cute i cry when things are bad yeah. i cry when things are happy i am a like if you talk to my husband if you ask after this if you go ask him is she emotional he'd be like yeah <laughs> i'm Very curious emotional.
0: why where you uh, so you said that logic mm-hmm. was your coping mechanism when mm-hmm. things are hard where did that come from
1: um it uh So I was breaking this down for my therapist the other day. Um, I have a lot of feelings of residual guilt all the time. Mm -hmm. I always feel guilty. Um, A lot of it is part of it's from my upbringing. um, Part of it's from growing up in the church. Part of it's from the relationships that I've had. I just, a lot of of my anxiety and everything is is guilt. I constantly feel guilty. Mm -hmm. So the way that I can... I thought that I could like in a healthy manner when I was younger, overcome that level of guilt is to logically go, do I need to feel guilty for this? Like, do I need to fe- feel guilty? For example, that I have diabetes. Like, cause that's something that I feel guilty for, which is weird. Really? Yeah. There's Strange. a whole thing to unpack with that one. So I feel guilty that I have diabetes, but as a kid, I got to this point where I'm like, why do I, should I feel guilty that I have diabetes? Is this something I should feel guilty for? And so then I started going logically, like, did I choose to have diabetes? No. But then I was like, well, maybe I did in the internities because of the church upbringing. Mm, and so I then see. I'm like, but even if I did pick that, then I shouldn't feel guilty oh. because I like. Whoa.
0: That's so, <laughs> such a niche <laughs> line of thinking. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's why I became very logical, and then also this. I am going to talk about myself for a minute. I'm really smart, <laughs> in a mm. in a different so. way. I'm very smart. Like I also I'm an analyst. You for have a an living. incredible
0: level of awareness,
1: I, and I don't know where that came from. I mean, thank you to whoever gave it to well, me. Well, you just
0: you said earlier, life therapy. It's True.
1: Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Um. And so I think because I did the logic to help address my guilt, um that worked when I was a kid mm-hmm. and so then I was I kind of brought it with me into adulthood going logical through things so I'm like okay this is how I can overcome but the reason why I got hyper emotional and like really anxious I'm on medication for it was because um my life started defying logic hmm. like interesting <laughs> so huh. like okay so for example like my first marriage yeah like I could not logically explain mm. why, it was why that was happening there yeah. was no logic doesn't there. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I couldn't explain, like, why I got pregnant with Colin. So, but I mean, when
0: you can't logically figure something out, do you do you go then into emotion? Or do you suppress your emotion oh, and no, feel no. nothing until you can figure it out?
1: Absolute emotion. I spiral like you've never seen.
0: <laughs> Let me say something really quick. My girlfriend, Taylor, shout out to Taylor, I love you so hey, much. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> um, she's like you, too. She's very logical. Yeah. And... She and I are different in that way. I'm trying to become more like her. Mm -hmm. um, Try to be more balanced Mm because I'm... When something is hard for me, I'm straight into emotion. I do the spiral. I'm like, I'm swimming in a (laughs) sea of emotion. I just have to (laughs) feel it all and experience all this. All
1: All the things. And it's
0: a mess. It lasts for a long time. And Uh I I need space. I need to be alone. I also like to explore my emotions with... In conversation with Mm -hmm. people that I trust... And then I go to emotion after that.
1: Yeah. You mean logic? Uh,
0: yeah. Sorry. Logic. Mm-hmm. I go to logic after that. I'm trying to find a balance. But Taylor is the opposite. She'll go logic first. She'll, she won't she will feel anything. She'll be like, wait, why don't we just figure this out in our heads, get the story right, and then process the emotions that matter after that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, anyway, so that's why I'm asking all these specific questions.
1: Does, is she a suppressor? She suppresses it until it's logical? Or once she identifies she can't logic, she gets mm-hmm. emotional? Or do you need to let her speak to that? I probably should let know.
0: her speak to that because yeah. I, I, I don't know for sure. I think – I know for a fact that she – logic is her protection as well. Mm-hmm. It protected her when she was a kid. She didn't – because there were so many things happening in her life that were hard, just like all of us. Yeah. And so she learned to think things through and be in her head more mm-hmm. and dissociate from her body so she didn't have to feel emotions, yeah. feel anything. of stuff, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny because Clark is very much – Emotion where he just, and I'm like, we got to fix the problem. Mm. And and it's really interesting when you when you're a blended family, especially when you have like other parents you have to deal with, because things will just smack you out of nowhere. And I'm like, let's fix it. And he's like, I just need to, I just need to just figure out how I I feel. We have to figure
0: it out. (laughs) Dude, it's good. That's actually a really healthy thing. My my therapist told me. She was like, Ammon, but would you really want to date somebody who is exactly like you? Like,
1: fuck no. (laughs) Hell hell no. If I dated another me, I'd be so competitive. It'd be terrible. So,
0: yeah, there's a give and take for sure. There's things we can learn. Yeah. I loved it. She was like, if if Taylor is your right now, if she's your five years, if she's your forever, like there's something that you can learn. And Right now, there's a lot for you to learn.
1: That's so healthy.
0: I love that she took away the, because in Mormonism, you're like, You will be my forever. Uh I would need you to be with me forever. And then you become codependent on that person. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to maintain space for the mindset of this is for now. Yeah. This may not last forever. Mm -hmm. I really want it to.
1: (laughs) I really want it
0: to. And I can acknowledge that. Yeah. But yeah.
1: That's actually something that I have a hard time navigating Mm. is uh, if I, because I've put my belief system back into myself, I'm like, I want it. I want it forever and so it does create kind of like this level of codependency and then I'm like wait you don't want it for- wait wait what wait mm-hmm. what so it's something that's been difficult to navigate but it I'm just really lucky I have Clark because he's he's so he's like the calm to my chaos mm-hmm. he's just comes in and he's like you know what let's just we're fine let's just we're today we're fine and I'm like today we're fine what about tomorrow he's like we can't do, today we're fine. I'm like, okay, today we're fine. So I love. That. he brings a lot of... He's
0: so logic. awesome. He's the best. Right? I need to have an episode with him.
1: Yeah, he would love it. You we got to get him talking beforehand though. So we might have to
0: help Booze him out. Booze him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where were we before we were um, talking?
1: That's a great question.
0: Oh, you were talking about your logic. Oh, yes. Uh, but I can't remember why we were talking about because
1: that. Because you were surprised that I was emotional.
0: mm Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm not afraid. Like I'm who I am. I'm not afraid to be emotional around people. I, I really <laughs> <Me> either. <laughs> really, you? I've no. wept on
0: this podcast.
1: <laughs> I wept on it a little. Well, I didn't weep. I just cried. I got teary eyed. Oh. Um, but I, I think mine, oddly enough, my emotions kind of manifest in weird ways. Like things that I should be having emotions about, like this conversation, where you're like, "Well, if you're emotional, why are you crying?" I I don't, but I do about little things. Like the other day, <laughs> the other day, and this just speaks a lot about my personality. Um, I went to the Taco Bell drive-through, and there was a lady there, and she was missing half of her teeth, and. She like by the end of it, we were best friends and I was bawling my eyes out and I told her I'm so like it makes me get emotional. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I met you today. And if I ever come back through and I see you again, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And then Aww. she and I were crying. And we hugged through the drive through window. No way. Yes. Hyper. And I'm that way with a lot of God, people.
0: You're extroverted. I
1: am so extroverted. It's, it's, it's hard to be, you know how introverts like your, your brother's like, I just want to be alone all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't ever want to be alone and that's a lot for other people to handle that is <laughs> like i hate going to the grocery store by myself my poor husband goes grocery shopping with me because i don't want to be alone but those are the things i get emotional about and that happens all the time like i have this just like deep connection with people i don't know where it comes from and it, it makes me really emotional so it's usually what i cry about and animals anything like if my animal passes out i'll cry he does it He's you a never have to joke. be
0: alone you have 22 animals here
1: yeah but they don't talk back
0: that's kind of the beauty of it
1: not for an extrovert
0: it's beautiful <laughs> you can talk to them you, they never speak back they never talk back to you they never talk negatively but i'm
1: an extrovert so learn
0: to read body language <laughs> oh
1: my gosh okay my fainting goats i can understand their body language but <laughs> yeah, completely bad. animals
0: up. talk <laughs> through body language
1: oh i our dog chet he's 100 you we were talking about last night that he's basically a human because you constantly know how he feels yeah. all the time it's very obvious
0: my can- my cat knows exactly what i need if I got too high on accident, she'll be like, so sweet. Just come up and snuggle me. I'm like, thank you, socky Bear.
1: You're like, this is the best. You understand I'm completely paranoid by everything right now. Uh,
0: she's, she's great. That's I didn't awesome. used to love cats so much, but now... I am sold. They're so emotionally awesome. in tune. But they're also so independent. Uh-huh. <laughs> stop me because I'm going to go on a rant.
1: <laughs> about your cat. Don't I don't know if I want to stop you because I can rant about every single <laughs> one of my animals. And I'm about to have 22.
0: That's probably the last thing that anybody on this podcast wants to hear about. <laughs>
1: like, you want to hear about my alpacas? Yeah, I'm it was food. great
0: till about an hour in and you started talking about animals I checked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you love animals. And if you don't, you shouldn't be listening. Just kidding. Everybody should be listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Was
0: there anything else about the church that you... Um, specifically wanted to talk about
1: i don't know can you think of any questions you have um i have a very unique relationship in that i'm still attending but i don't i i wouldn't consider like i would never say i am a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i would not say that
0: i think that you are not unique in the fact that i mean and tell me if i'm wrong but i feel like you are treating the church as kind of a buffet Mm-hmm. like you take certain things about it that you like Absolutely. leave other things that you don't like you you have tattoos Absolutely. you said you drink mm-hmm. you obviously swear like <laughs> fuck <laughs> what, what these <laughs> are all just... <laughs> things that like other people will listen and judge be like oh well she's not going to the highest level of the mm-hmm. celestial kingdom in heaven yeah like she's it? you know what I mean like those are all things that are we're not supposed to do inside of Mormonism mm-hmm. and so you've taken that and done that you take an, like you go to sacrament meeting to get things that you want I think that there's a lot of people that do that
1: I just don't think anybody talks about it because they're afraid. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Like people, certain people, everybody che- treats the church like a buffet. And so I feel like members, non-members, whatever you want to say, they're all living their own version mm-hmm. of Mormonism.
1: But isn't everybody in the world doing that? I think so. The entire world's a buffet. Literally.
0: Yeah, exactly. So why inside the church is there so much judgment. Uh,
1: that's the part that I hate. That's the part that I hate with every fiber of my being. I don't care anymore because I've developed the relationship. And I think that might be the area where I am unique is that I'm not afraid of the judgment. I'm not afraid. Like I have tattoos and I'm in young women's and I don't care. I, I'm not afraid that like someone's going to think whatever. I, I don't care what you you mm-hmm. think about me. But I think that's a large part of the issue with the church is the level of judgment. Like, first of all, who gives you the right to be the one to judge. If your faith system teaches you that God is the supreme judge and only one to judge. Like, that's the part that I have a really big disconnect Yeah, but then bishops
0: with. get this title of like yeah. a bishop. I have authority over my congregation. I yes, have this like... he's
1: an accountant for like a small yeah. bakery. Like Right. Like, where... what kind
0: of authority does he have besides yeah. just... That he's been a Mormon for his whole life, yeah, and maybe not even that, exactly. And then, but they call him like a judge in Israel, right? So he feels like he 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 has this power. And then
1: sixteen year old boys go in and talk about masturbating. He's like, you shouldn't do that. And And girls go in car. (laughs) (laughs) Just like (laughs) there's a really big dissonance there. (laughs) There's
0: intense hypocrisy. Yeah, but yeah, I just think I don't think my opinion Mm -hmm. is that no human being should ever claim the right to speak for God. In, a, in another person's behalf. Absolutely. I have a, hu- a huge issue with a leader inside the church, like a bishop or somebody, going to you, calling you into their office and be like, you know what? I had this feeling God told me that you should have this calling. I'm like, well, then why didn't God just tell me that? Mm-hmm. Why is he telling you to tell me? Yeah. If God, if 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 our my relationship is so personal, we preach personal revelation from God, why...
1: How come you got that robust? Why are you telling me anything? When, when, real, in reality, what they were doing is like, who's new to the ward that would actually be good? What position
0: do we need to fill? And then
1: they, and and then they give you a level of guilt by saying, God told me.
0: So, word it that way. Yeah. Hey, we noticed you're new.
1: Exactly. We have
0: this position that we need, a responsibility. We'd love for you. We, like, would you like to do that? Exactly. And then you can say yes or no. There's no guilt, there's no shame if you say no
1: it's individualizing Mm -hmm. i think that's the thing that the church cannot do is individualize and because of that we're all everyone in the world the church projects is expected to live this certain standard Mm -hmm. and we don't take them as an individual so then people in the church feel like they have to judge even though they're not meeting it's like the biggest (sighs) juxtaposition that's really infuriating also side note clark and i have talked about it when our kids are grown we're gonna find a different social outlet so at that time i will probably oh. be considered inactive or wow. probably even when our kids get a little bit older um when they start developing more like core beliefs that i can't reprogram that sounds so <laughs> terrible you know <laughs> reprogram my kids
0: i gotta make sure that <laughs>
1: i gotta make sure that they know that they can drink alcohol <laughs> uh
0: what age do you think you're gonna start doing that
1: i don't know it's whatever's gonna be best for a family yeah. i don't i don't not just gonna... cross that bridge when you get there yeah exactly it's probably when they start getting into like because our oldest will start getting into like priesthood stuff and I don't uh, yeah huh. we'll see it's going to be uh, we're going to do it on an individual basis yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we know when the kids are grown we're that's not going to be
0: part of your life anymore mm-hmm. wow yeah there's a timeline that's pretty
1: cool yeah it's actually really peaceful too I'm like I can't wait because sometimes I don't want to go and the only reason why I do is because my kids want to go see their friends so my mm. God, yeah, fine. i'll be a good mom for two hours thank the lord it's not three anymore
0: are you going to give them the option to keep going if they want to? yeah
1: absolutely yeah because nice. it's going to be something that they do on an individual basis honestly i don't think they're going to want to um but they we also have the implication of they have other parents because we're a blended family and so like my kids bio dad is active in the church so there's some bio influence. dad that's funny yeah. there's some influence there um Clark's son It's weird separating them out Because they we don't do that ever Like they're all three of my kids But Clark's son's bio mom is not active But his grandma is So that we have some external influences Which makes everything a little harder Like a big part of like Why I haven't just stopped going for the social aspect Is because I'm afraid of the judgment And backlash that my two kids will get From their bio dad and his family Gotcha If we leave the, the, yeah. it's, it's a thing that'll happen So I'm like You know what We're gonna navigate it In the way that I can Right now for my family And eventually
0: Bye Man Family units and dynamics oh Are my so my complex gosh. We could
1: do a whole Another four hour Yeah Buckle up Butter yeah. go. Mini series I,
0: I I'm not gonna Die on this hill Or whatever But I don't think I want kids
1: Really Mm-mm. Interesting You wanna know The cool thing about that You can change your mind If you want to
0: Yeah That's why <laughs> I said I'm not gonna die On that hill Like I There's a part of me That does of course yeah. You know but I, I don't.
1: Just, do you feel shame saying that?
0: Not anymore. Good, actually. Good. I used to. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Why do you think you don't want kids?
0: I really like my life the way it is. Okay. And all of the kids that—that's
1: selfish, but that's good.
0: Yeah. It no, is, selfish it is, is not a selfish. bad thing. I, I, I it's would not fully bad to be acknowledge selfish. that it is selfish. And I like it's not bad. My life the way it is, I, I do like kids, but in doses, like small doses. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think I want to live with one. I yeah. don't want to just, I've worked so hard to get my life to the way it is. This is all I've wanted to be able to have flexibility. I turn down jobs all the time because it will tie me up too much. Yeah. I value flexibility more than I value money mm-hmm. and a child.
1: You have to value money <laughs> and well, no flexibility. Well, a child just
0: <laughs> completely r- rids you of flexibility. Oh, Really? i i think so i
1: I completely agree with you i currently have a quarantine child while i'm working full time from home i can't do anything and
0: uh, i just i i hang out sometimes with my nephew Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i I don't know how to raise this i don't know how to yeah i don't know what to do here Mm -hmm. and i feel like i would just make a lot of mistakes but everybody does i know that um the only thing that has made me want to have a kid is the fact that it expands your ability to feel love.
1: Absolutely. 100%. And that's the, that's
0: the one argument yeah. that, in so, favor of it.
1: Here's my relationship with kids. I, uh, for a long time, even though it doesn't feel like it because I got pregnant at 19, um, was like, uh, I, I was afraid that my kid was going to get my health problems. Um, I, oh, yeah, your
0: diabetes. Yeah.
1: Well, that's one of the many, but yes. <laughs> I was also... Um, mom I love you but I did not like the way my mom raised me and I didn't know how to raise a kid differently than how I was raised by my mother because I didn't have Mm. an example of that gotcha and that scared the crap out of me because scared the shit out of me because I was like I don't want that and then I got pregnant I was like well buttercup here we go I don't Mm. have an option so and then when um when my the first one I gave birth to was born everything changed I was like. I want to be a mom. This is the thing that I want to do. And it's the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. But there is no joy like a little tiny human that you made running around, even when they're the most obnoxious thing in the entire world. Like it's my favorite thing. Yeah. They're in my entire world. Mm-hmm. But it it changed the narrative. I don't, th- I think it's such an individual choice. And I think that it is um, selfish to not have kids. But that's not a bad thing.
0: I love that you called me out on that yeah i feel <laughs> sorry like, no no i loved it i feel very called out on it don't apologize at all i think it's great i immediately felt the need to like explain exactly and, like, that's kinda... why I,
1: that's why i did it because i was like yeah. well first of all i was reading your body language to see how you reacted when i <gasps> <you selfish."> what, <laughs> what? <gasps> me no yeah. i'm the best i can't be selfish
0: i think that for the longest time in my life i was the opposite of selfish i absolutely the happy wife happy life thing was yeah. my whole world well,
1: when you were talking about having kids, the thing that I was thinking about, and sorry if this digs up old stuff, but you did a, a video, I think, for the church about not being able to have kids, didn't uh-huh, you? Yeah. Okay. That, oh, yeah, was, that was the image.
0: LDS living, like professional production yeah, that I was part yes. of. Yes.
1: And I remember that. And I was like, I, I honestly wanted to clap for you. like, Really? Just be like, yeah, yeah. because it, you're a completely different. This is going to make me cry. You're a completely different person than you were then. And you have completely different goals, but you're hey, like yeah. you're you like that is not you're not putting on a production anymore. Yeah, You're being who you are and it's selfish and I love it and get it. Like, yeah. don't have kids if you don't Cheers. want them, And if you change your mind, do it.
0: Thanks for saying that. You're welcome. I, I feel like it's finally the first time in my life. I'm divorced and Mm -hmm. I'm putting myself first. Yeah. And it is selfish.
1: It is selfish. And that's the best thing you can do, honestly. I don't want to
0: be selfish all the time.
1: No, but do it for right now. (laughs) Well, you don't have There's probably a
0: balance and a lesson to learn in there. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're inherently selfish. I just think that thought process is selfish and I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I think there's a big stigma with being selfish. It's okay to be selfish.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there I'm sure it is. I I think that there's like anything. It can be an extreme. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely Did you Listen
0: to my episode with jeremy Not yet. It's called be a man
1: Do you want to know why I didn't listen to it? Because yeah. usually I play you over there on my little alexa and my son was sitting over there and I was like hey, We need to find my airpods.
0: Oh, yeah, there's some explicit I'm language
1: listen to it today It's called um, be a man. It's with called jeremy be a man. Yeah,
0: me. uh-huh we talk about confidence awesome. and how not to lose yourself mm-hmm. and yeah it was great that's awesome we were both talking about and him and I will sit down and talk about selfish things and you know we have really good banter we're very open with each other that's awesome and it's so great to have a friend like that
1: that's the best I
0: get a, I, and he's like I feel like he's smarter than me in a lot of ways and so I, I'm constantly learning from him that's awesome. which is great and he meets me really well emotionally. Anyway. Not and to, it's
1: good that you're not competitive because that's kind of also another male stigma where it's like, oh, oh, oh I need yeah. to be more smart than you and blah, 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 blah. You're just like, nah, man, this is good. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So that's a good episode. But it was, it was nice to talk about just the fact that, that I really, really lost myself mm-hmm. in my marriage and in the church. And you, I mean, we're taught to like, when you're eight years old,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're taught to take upon yourself the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Act in a way that Christ would. Be more Christ-like. Be more sensitive to the Spirit. Like give way to the natural man, and be you don't know. Don't
1: be you. Don't be you. Yeah. Other, yeah.
0: And so you're constantly like pushing away your natural tendencies, your desires, your personality. You have to become a sheep and just follow the herd and do exactly what the prophets say. Follow the prophet.
1: P.S. The herd will epically judge you if you stepped one pinky toe out.
0: Mm-hmm. If you
1: even say something like you're like, man, that martini looks like it tastes delicious. You're screwed.
0: Dude, it, and it's probably not even a martini. Yeah. you probably
1: That caffeinated.
0: You probably, yeah, that's why Mormons go to a bar, oh, I just have a glass of milk because it's the only thing that doesn't look like alcohol.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway,
0: so I completely lost myself and now I'm stepping into this more assertive, more confident level. And I do find myself sometimes going to the extreme yeah. of, of confidence. And that's why I brought up the episode with Jeremy because I talked a lot about how I've been swinging to the extreme with the confidence Mm -hmm. and I hope that I don't do that with the, uh, selfishness.
1: I don't, I think that it's okay to do that with certain things that you know for yourself to be true. You have to be selfish to survive. (laughs) I I, I think there's again I think there's a big stigma with the word selfish like me I am selfish there are certain things that I have to do for myself but they let me be a better person they let me be a better part of my community they let me be whatever so if you are selfish because you don't want to ruin what you have right now that's the best thing that you can say because then you're not you're doing you so that you can relate and do all the things in your community that you're doing and that's beautiful like that's great that's not an extreme if an extreme would be something like uh all you care about is yourself so you're not giving back but that's not who you are like mm-hmm. that's just not right how it is and i think it's good keeping yeah, it's, selfish it's in like that you're, you're
0: doing something for yourself so that you can show up yeah for...
1: that's why i drink 20 cans of diet coke a day
0: you're up to 20 <laughs> <laughs>
1: i cut it no down comment. last time i forgot <laughs> 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 mm. it's a good thing
0: it's so much diet coke it's so good yeah my new thing is um, adderall
1: adderall are you Mm -hmm. on it does Mm -hmm. it make you weird feel weird
0: (laughs) makes you feel (laughs) it makes you feel great
1: no I'm just uh I I think somebody thought that I had ADD at one point I was diagnosed with it and which I might I don't know um I took Adderall for like a week and I was like I can't do this but I get Mm. high off of Advil so
0: oh wow you're pretty sensitive yeah
1: I'm very sensitive yeah
0: I'm I'm sensitive to substance some substances hmm. but I, I I have a legit prescription I, I go see a yeah. doctor I'm working with him about
1: that's awesome uh
0: decreasing my or just finding the right dose of mm-hmm. Adderall because Adderall will have long-term detrimental effects to your nervous system and yeah. to your brain chemistry yeah so I do feel a little bit of concern for my long-term just yeah. cognitive functioning because I I love it. Adderall yep. is great. That's awesome. It's super super helpful. It helps my mental clarity, That's my motivation, awesome. my. I feel it the helps same way me about Celexa. feel... With what?
1: Selexa. It's an anti-anxiety oh, yeah. medication. Oh yeah, I'm we talked about it last stuff. time. I, think. I love it so much. Yeah. I got my whole family on it. It's the best. <laughs>
0: Sweet. Just just passing it out.
1: <laughs> no, they all have prescriptions. It's know, fine. Nothing illegal. But except for one of them,
0: when you, i <laughs> 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 just Sorry. slip that in there. When you talk about the way that your brain works. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way that my brain works when I take Adderall.
1: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So there's a level of clarity. There's
0: a level of clarity. There's less of an internal monologue. It's just more like action and, mm-hmm. and doing rather than like thinking and talking to myself. Okay. I feel less emotional, more logical, more motivated, happier.
1: And does that feel like who you really are?
0: More conversational. Yeah. It okay. feels like my that's actual awesome. self, but... I can get there without Adderall and that's like when I feel my best. Yeah. But it's so far and few between. Oh, yeah. And if my diet diet isn't on point, if my morning routine isn't on point, if my workout routine isn't, a, I have to have like specific behavioral protocols in place in order for me to feel my best. Right. Otherwise, I just have really intense ADHD symptoms and I, I struggle yeah. a lot with...
1: And it's hard to keep those behavioral things sometimes because you're human and it's like... Yeah, and with a world that doesn't support like healthy eating, No, and it's so expensive to eat organic
0: and all this other. Yeah. So yeah, having a gym membership is an absolute necessity for me in my life.
1: So next spring, you'll have to come back. Uh, We're gonna put a sweet gym slash movie theater in the shop where my brother got married.
0: Oh, sweet!
1: So fucking excited! Hell yeah! (laughs) Can I have a membership to your gym? Absolutely, it's free. It's
0: like a thirty-minute drive out here from my house. Thirty?
1: It's only thirty. Yeah. That's not bad i mean no wait
0: no it was 50 sorry i don't know why i said 30 i was like i plugged it into my gps
1: i know it's a haul i don't know if i can here.
0: drive 50 minutes every time to the gym. but it's a
1: beautiful drive look yeah, at this is, is how beautiful. my extrovert makes friends i'm like i will let you come to my gym for free
0: <laughs> if i get a tesla i'll do it
1: are you getting a tesla
0: i said if <laughs> i'm a, i really want one i'm
1: gonna hold you to that i'm putting the it out day, to the universe the day
0: tesla manifesting this podcast heck yes and...
1: tesla and better help that's all you need
0: yeah. Oh man. That'd be a good if setup. If they
1: sponsor you, Sponsors. you'll be able to buy a t- uh, Tesla. Let's do this. Maybe well, I hope just that if they sponsor me, free. they'll just give me.
0: I'll say whatever you want.
1: They'll say whatever you want. Tesla. <laughs> uh. uh.
0: Um, yeah, those are all the, the main questions that I had about the church stuff. I feel like we've covered a pretty wide, uh, one other thought I had. How do you feel about like church leadership, specifically the top level? <clears throat> Like the apostles. Yeah.
1: Apostles and the prophet and all that stuff. They're just dudes that have been in the church for a really long time. I don't think there's anything different about them. And Mm -hmm. um, I really think the church is one of the largest corporations in the world that doesn't have to pay taxes. And they give these men this mantle of, oh, they don't work. They donate their time, but they're being well taken care of. Mm. Um, And I think it's important for any organization to have and be successful. They need top leadership. I just don't think that there's anything that makes them different from any other old guy Mm. at the top of a large corporation. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I also think that they're given too much authority, mm -hmm. especially because in the church, since it's a global church, um, there's too much authority for them to be able to impact people all over the world. And I don't think that's a good thing.
0: Will you entertain the troops or just sit in silence while I go pee?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This would be the perfect opportunity. Wait, what do you usually say? What's the, what's the, what's the platform you put this on? Spotify. (gasps) No, Anchor. Anchor. Thank you for choosing Anchor. (laughs) It's a free platform where you can upload your (laughs) podcast (laughs) and they make it really easy to edit, add music, and you can be up and running and it puts it on all of your normal podcast platforms. Ammon is still in the bathroom. That ad is over. How are you guys doing today? He's probably going to cut this out. I could sing for you, but you might be deaf. Here, I'm going to sing. Take out your headphones or just turn the volume all the way down. If you can name that Um, movie scene in the comments, uh, I'll make and give you a prize. (laughs) I don't know what. (laughs) Entertain the troops. Guys. For an extrovert, this is kind of my worst nightmare. This is like, hey, you extroverted person, let's leave you alone in a room with a microphone. This is pure form of torture. If I was ever captured as a war criminal, this is how they would torture me. Guess who's back, back, back. again? Amends back. Smallest
0: bladder on earth. No. no, I actually have a, a normal sized bladder, but my kidneys are just.
1: Do you have bad kidneys? Overdrive. Mm. You
0: no, know, i just i drink a lot of water because i work out a lot and i pee a lot
1: i pee like twice a day but it's because all i drink is diet coke and i don't drink water
0: my wow probably unhealthy my doctor was like do you have excessive urination i'm like i don't know is 10 times a day excessive <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're just gonna check yes on i that said one. that he That's was like
0: insane. well uh, i was like i drank a lot of water doc and he's like oh you're fine
1: <laughs> that means you're hydrated that's good yeah yeah i get the opposite they're like how many times a day do you pee i'm like maybe two they're like that's not healthy I'm yeah like,
0: we've been we've been going for an hour and like 18 minutes i peed right before we started and uh-huh. i just did pee again
1: well i did your ad for you Thanks. i also sang a little song and i promised that whoever guessed what movie it was from you'd give them a prize <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing i can't wait okay jumping back in leaders church of the leadership. church yep i I like what you said I think that they're just normal men too mm-hmm. du- dudes that have been in the church I think their whole lives most of them yeah just old traditional men that they have such an intense responsibility yeah, and they have to m- make decisions and for an, an organization that represents God but f- that can kind of
1: impact the world
0: everybody they got to be really slow and careful like someone
1: in africa or someone in italy or someone in russia or someone in and every decision they make impacts those people
0: yeah it's kind of this is just an analogy i just thought of on the spot i'm so excited it's kind of like apple like they they roll out new things pretty slowly because Mm -hmm. they it's such a big corporation they have Mm -hmm. to make sure they do it right anyway that's stupid but anyway no
1: it's not stupid the iphone 13 is stupid (sighs) i just bought that oh sorry i don't have it on me
0: I have the iPhone 10.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good upgrade. You should have called me, though, because I have a... Oh, not a 10. I have an 11 Uh I wasn't using. But it's okay. You get the 13. It's fine. I really wanted that camera. That's what I was going to say. If you're into photography, which I can barely take pictures of my goats, then yeah, yeah, do it.
0: So, oh yeah, the leaders. (laughs) I was going to say, I agree with you totally. I get it. But I wish... That they would just like apologize more.
1: Agreed. Don't you think? Accountability. There is zero accountability. Yeah,
0: like they make a lot of mistakes and everybody knows it and yeah. they know it too. but yeah. like, Why not say that? Yeah. Like the whole thing with the the LGBTQ uh-huh. community. Uh-huh.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Did you like my... LGBTQ?
0: LGBTQ Community.
1: community. I, <laughs> I need say to hear that. the ABCDEFG h i j k l m n o p q r s u v w x y z plus community because i want to make sure to include everyone don't miss I don't any think everyone
0: well that's in only place. in the english alphabet yeah. so you're probably missing some
1: alpha beta i'm done
0: but i so yeah with the lgbtq community uh what do you what do you what would you say like the the rules or the thing that they put in place with the, the church guidelines yeah the guidelines were they just they said some stuff about kids that were living in a household oh, of somebody yes. who was part of the lgbtq yeah. so
1: so they have yeah guidelines is what i would call yes
0: yeah. where if you were a, a kid living under a, a roof where your guardian parent whatever was gay lesbian transsexual whatever you couldn't get baptized right and then everybody hated that and oh, they're yeah. like oh never mind we like
1: we take that back. We take that back. Yeah, we receive new revelation. Yeah, so
0: we re- receive new revelation, but that's what they say. Uh-huh. They always say, oh, we received new revelation. So God said that 18 months ago, and now God said something else, which maybe that's true. Absolutely. But it's not always true.
1: Or why don't you just make it more individual and personal? Why can't he get up and be like, you know what? We, we said this, and we didn't realize how impactful and how much all of you cared about this yeah. and how big this was for you. So we hear you. We are sorry that we did that and we're going to change it.
0: I really wish that they would do that. We're we're really sorry for all of the pain and suffering and confusion that the revelation we felt like we received caused. Right. And it's changing. We're trying really hard to do what's best for the church, but also for you and for God and what he wants. And sometimes we're going to make mistakes. We're really sorry. We're just men. Yeah. And, we're trying our hardest. I fucking wish that they would say that. I
1: agree. I I think the problem is, is that they're so, they believe so much in the mantle that's on them that they feel Mm. like they can't make mistakes. But it's like, you're a fucking man. You are not God. It's okay. Like just take ownership, apologize. And actually more people will probably continue to follow you and their belief will become stronger if you do that. Why? Because you're leading a church full of, humans yeah. not gods so be a human and be able to relate to that right and yes
0: oh my on. god it's a really good way to put it <laughs> yeah they're like trying to be a little bit of both which
1: they're <sighs> not they're I just know. humans and and the, the sooner I think I think the church is losing numbers in exorbitant ways that they're not acknowledging and I think it's because this of this dissociative better than human but if they were to step back and go you know what Let's get back to our humanity. and if they really believe that God created us in His image, then God's a human too. So let's just be human. Mm-hmm. and whatever we do, let's be okay with it and let's like support and love each other instead of judging people. I think we're too far gone to get to that, yeah. but I think that would that's that's a big part that I have is I'm like, we're just people. <laughs> Yeah. life's hard like just love each other why do we have to be so judgmental you don't there's right. nothing that you have to do
0: something that i've been trying to implement this is my new thing my big new thing <laughs> i'm trying really hard to I feel
1: like i should have confetti like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not there yet but so wait hold your confetti i when somebody is talking to me about their life
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know how when somebody's doing that you have all these thoughts of things you want to say you don't have you don't have that
1: no god you're amazing No, it's my brain physically can't.
0: Man, I'm always like, oh, I want to give you advice or I want to say something that Mm -hmm. you should do. You should try this. Or did did you think about this? I'm trying to not do that at all. I just sit there and say, man, that's cool. Or ask questions like, tell me more about that. Rather than unless it directly affects me Mm -hmm. or they ask Mm -hmm. for my advice. That's my new thing.
1: That's awesome. That's giving people space. Yeah, that's what my that's my whole thing is like I'm going to give people space and I'm going to show up for you I'm not going to solve your problems. I Mm -hmm. don't know how and I don't yeah want to think that I know how anymore so confetti (laughs) even though you're not there yet. You're trying (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just it's made every conversation I go into so much better. I also the first step to doing that was Relaxing my grip on my opinions Mm. because I have pretty strong opinions sometimes Mm -hmm. And I love to voice them. Yeah, I. That's why I have a podcast. Why else would I have this podcast? <laughs> I get to voice my opinions and nobody can say anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, they can, but you can't hear it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Whatever. You I- have
0: to sit there and listen to them all the way through, which I actually think is a good thing about podcasting. But anyway, so I relax my grip on my opinion. I just sit there and listen. I try to understand the person and I don't give advice or my opinion or feedback whatever unless they ask or if it mm-hmm. affects my life directly
1: so like you're like there's no interjection you just yeah do you you do you boo is my favorite phrase right now I yeah you, s- to everyone. You, you said it, it three times you, today <laughs> i know that's because it's my like life motto at this that's point cool. in my life i even it's say great. it to myself sometimes in the mirror love that you do you boo
0: so you do have a monologue but it's external
1: there's no yeah exactly external i say monologue. it out loud i have an external monologue that's i'm cool. an extroverted person with an external monologue
0: cool <laughs> Sometimes I do that, too. I feel like I'm a pretty good balance. Like self-talk? Between introvert and extrovert. Oh, okay. Yeah, self-talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be making my coffee in the morning, and I'll catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. I'm like, hell yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> Get it. <laughs>
0: yeah, bro. Look at that ass. Check it. Yeah. That was
1: me in the mirror today with my hair. I'm like, the front of your hair looks great. And I turn around, like, the back of your hair is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the back of your head. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I was, uh, I got home from the gym this morning, and... I was doing laundry, so I was making my smoothie completely naked. <laughs> yes, just making I love a smoothie. Being naked. It's my about po- I was texting you, completely <laughs> nude. Hey, Cheyenne, we got we good to cast this pod. Hey,
1: I might have done that to you a couple weeks <laughs> ago. I like a clothing. The only reason why I wear clothing is because I have children. I live in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just don't want to traumatize my kids. I'm my kids you wear are gone. Children, I'm
0: like, or wear your clothing around children.
1: I wear children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so oh I was just gosh. making my smoothie, and naked. it was so liberating, so great, and I, and yeah, just. I saw so myself good. in the mirror. I'm like, oh, you're so white. <laughs> but then I was like, hold on.
1: Positive self-talk. You're pretty white. but narrative. like, narrative. That's okay.
0: Like, I like these muscles, man. I, I like, that it, good it, good good like that piece. Good piece.
1: You like that piece? I like that piece. I work on that piece, but that piece right there, that's really good. <laughs> it's a good piece. <laughs> that's how I was. Yeah. Front of my hair was great. Back of my head was not.
0: Micro compliments, you know?
1: Micro compliments. Just
0: compliments on like a piece of my body that I'm proud of.
1: Yeah. And it's good for you to tell other people you do that so other people start doing it for themselves. Yeah. So everyone right now that's listening, stop. Look in a mirror, or just look at a part of your body you can see and give yourself a micro compliment. Ready?
0: Nice, nice knees. You know? Yeah. Great knee.
1: I mean, this my right big toe is great. My left big toe needs some work. Are they but different? My right one. Uh, this one just has problems. <laughs> Diabetes.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> man. It's a
1: whole thing. It's a whole thing. then I could do this all day.
0: <gasps> yeah. Shall let you go.
1: I don't want to, but probably. Yeah. Because I have kids that are screaming and we kicked them out of the house. They've been locked out for I heard somebody
0: knock on the door too.
1: Oh, well, bye.
0: That was like 20 minutes ago. (laughs)
1: thanks for telling
0: me i thought you heard it too
1: <laughs> i did not i would have oh, okay. acknowledged that. i would have been like someone's at the door you well
0: thank trips. you so much cheyenne for coming on the podcast thank I, you for
1: coming out to my house and doing i this. really
0: love talking to you
1: i seriously could talk to you all day we should just hang out yeah. more.
0: you're welcome to come back on the pod anytime i want to come over for dinner sometime do it i'm inviting myself
1: okay good we might have pig in a couple weeks <laughs> just kidding he's not Yikes. gonna be ready but yeah you invite yourself for dinner i want to i bring taylor because i want to okay. get to know her better because the last time you were here was at the wedding yeah and i was like i'm pretty sure i scared the crap out of her with something i said to her so
0: no she just couldn't remember who you were and you're like oh my gosh did you get insurance and she's like uh, who are you I like, we had a full-blown conversation remember that
1: yeah but and then when like, you got in the car i was like Well, i want to talk about the cold sometime oh yeah and she was like Bye.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I forgot I'm like, I know this is really not okay, but I promise I'm not crazy. Maybe I am, but that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, you guys come over for dinner. We'll get my gym ready. Sounds great. We'll do a movie.
0: She's in uh, Washington right now. What's she doing? She went mountain biking and kayaking with some girlfriends. She's so
1: hardcore. She's I'm so hardcore. When I grow
0: up, everybody who I've told that to, they always raise their eyebrows. <gasps> wow, she's so awesome. She's oh, yeah. such an adventurous woman. Like. <laughs> stop thinking about it like that <laughs> you're like
1: mine mine
0: <laughs> chill stop
1: it i see Pour what you're doing some cold water on them oh i have a question i just remembered what it was you like coffee i yeah. hate it i have not found a coffee that i went to dutch bros and i was like give me a coffee that you can't taste the coffee like sugar crap mm. everything in it and they gave it to me and i'm like this tastes like devil bean juice Do you ground
0: like, well it's crap. dutch bros
1: yeah. yeah but i've gone to like six other places and then also my friend made me a cup of coffee and i have yet to find it's it's definitely
0: like. a journey it's an exploration for sure and i will say it's an acquired taste oh. but do you like the smell of coffee no okay well there you go like it's it all not smells just for like you dirt yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i love alcohol specific <laughs> kinds <laughs> Sweet. have you had screwball peanut butter whiskey no what the hell is that oh my gosh i have some it's so good come over and i will give you screwball peanut butter whiskey do you like peanut butter yeah okay maybe i'll give you a sip before you leave like sure. just a little taste because it is my favorite thing
0: yeah for sure i'll take some screwball before I peanut go.
1: butter whiskey is my favorite i, I had like a
0: cocktail with you before we should have had it while we we're doing the pod
1: a dude i usually don't drink in front of my kids <laughs>
0: oh, okay <laughs> that's, that's why i didn't
1: but yeah. we should have also i'm really addicted to um this is the most mormon rebellious drink i'm about to tell you Truly hard seltzer, the my v- flavored kind. Don't
0: even feel bad. My favorite, my very first. Do I
1: look like I feel bad? Because I don't. That was good. Yeah, it's my well, favorite shit. Your first what?
0: My first alcoholic beverage ever was a White Claw.
1: Mine was Mike's hard lemonade, <laughs> and I got that's worse. I couldn't even walk straight, and I had half a one. I was like, no. <laughs> That'll get your blood sugar up. Yeah, but my fave my favorite is probably Screwball peanut butter whiskey. I like um, pink vodka lemonade
0: whiskey is my favorite liquor Ugh. i also like tequila
1: i don't know if i like tequila
0: it's the healthiest i haven't drink. decided if i like tequila. It might be. i'm not sure about that actually but...
1: and then any sugary mixed drink i'm in i love vodka though i love vodka
0: so does taylor oh
1: my gosh i love it come, come over and have some vodka i'm gonna tell
0: a story really quick about taylor do it she'll appreciate this um when we first moved in together one night she so she's like oh i want to do this i want to get like a couch over here put a new table there like things on the wall new plants i really want to get some patio furniture and a barbecue i was like great 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 whatever all great i don't really want like i'm not really a big barbecuer i don't really care about patio furniture i have like camping chairs whatever mm-hmm. she's like yeah yeah but i really want patio furniture it's like all right well that can be something that you do for yourself mm-hmm. and she's like but you know i want to do it with you i want you to contribute and be excited about it i was like yeah
1: i can relate to this i'll whatever. give you
0: like 50 bucks <laughs> Anyway, she like wasn't into it or I wasn't into it. And then we kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then one night we were like drinking vodka. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like vodka and bubbly water. Yeah. And we, she got pretty hammered and bought a barbecue. <laughs> she went on Lowe's.com and bought patio furniture and a, tr- a Pit Boss smoker. Oh,
1: my God. Spent like
0: $700 in one night. Just pulled the fucking trigger. Oh my
1: I'm gosh! Like, wow,
0: Taylor, this is Get how you. It. This is what you like when you're a little boozy.
1: These kind of interactions are the an- interactions that like light me up inside. Like as an extrovert, the little doses are actually more harmful. It's kind of like, well, I've never been addicted to any hard drugs, but I've heard that it's harder to, um, like. it's harder to just go and get like the little doses or whatever along the way. It's easier to do it in like the bigger increments. You hear both sides of it depending on what the the drug is. But that's – as an extrovert, Mm -hmm. social media has like been one of the worst things for me as an extroverted person. I took a social media break from October to like May. I think it was like six months. It was the best thing I've ever did because I plugged back into people. I was plugging back into my relationships. I had this false sense of – Like interaction with people, but then I realized it's not. It it didn't light me up like Hmm. talking with people. And then when I stepped away from social media, instead of like being on my phone in the car at a drive through with my husband, I was all of a sudden like, "Hello, person working at McDonald's, tell me your life story." Like it let me like plug back into that interaction. And then it's also helped me stepping back now that I'm back into social media, and I know that, and I've developed that relationship. I can do it the way that i want to and i love it like we my farm instagram is one of my favorite things in the entire world because i can just drop little nuggets yeah i don't have to care about what anyone thinks about my day because like i don't care what you think about my goat or my dog if you love them great i'll interact yeah. with you but <laughs> it's not something that fills my soul yeah as much as like like working to take the picture with my kids of that animal or yeah. whatever it is so
0: that's so cool
1: social media is crazy interaction is crazy but yeah this is the kind of thing i live for i could do this literally every day Every day, I
0: love podcasting. I'm trying to get this up and up and going.
1: You're doing Uh, great. I get real excited every time you drop an episode. I'm like, yes.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I take breaks here and there just because I need breaks. Well,
1: yeah, you do. It's your podcast. You can do whatever you want with it. True. Just be prepared that for every episode you drop, I will probably text you.
0: (laughs) Well, so another free pub on anchor on the anchor app mm-hmm. if you download it you can actually click on a button that says leave a voice message <gasps> and you can you can record your voice saying something and it will send me that recording in the anchor app and then i can include that clip in a podcast if i want to
1: that's awesome
0: so anything you say in the voice message
1: this is bad you should just tell me this. tell
0: me if you're okay with it and i'll and i can put it in okay like so anybody can do that. so
1: we'll do this i will download the anchor podcast it's free
0: <laughs> it's free <laughs>
1: i already it's anchor makes (laughs) it really easy to upload to whatever platform yeah spotify
0: they distribute
1: it's great uh and then also apparently you can record voicemail voice messages Mm -hmm. i'm totally gonna do that and then send them to you and then if i send it to you on anchor it's free game you can do whatever you want with it i don't care yeah not that you're gonna use it because sometimes it'll just be me crying (laughs) yeah like
0: a lot of people will send like questions Mm-hmm and then
1: i you, guess I, kinda, I would like to do it
0: for that like a q a yeah, section of the podcast where people cool. ask questions or say their thoughts whatever and i can put that in that'd the episode cool. and i'll answer the question that would be awesome that would be fun that'd get be the people going fun. get them oh. get them laid up get them
1: going i love it that's so awesome I've, oh have you listened to conan needs a friend oh my so. hell! okay that you need to on your 50 minute drive home to start listening okay if you like comedy... What is it called? Conan Needs a Friend. Do you know who Conan O'Brien is? Yeah. Okay. So he has a podcast, and I've been listening to it since it started.
0: He's so witty.
1: He is so witty. It's He does it with his assistant... Um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember her name? I listen to this podcast more than any other podcast. Uh, Jessica. No, it's a weird name. Cause she's Armenian. Kim. <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Courtney
0: uh that's the only that's the only (laughs) bruce caitlin sorry um
1: no dang it it starts with an s oh my gosh anyways so matt gorley and is one of the other guys on there anyways the three of them do a podcast and they interview like famous people and the whole premise is is he interviews people for his tv show but he doesn't actually make friends with them like they don't Mm -hmm. become his friends afterwards so he's trying to build friendships so he he does this a lot with famous people and it is freaking funny um i highly recommend starting with um charles barkley
0: okay (laughs) write it down
1: charles barkley uh do you know who dana carvey is no you don't know who dana carvey is dana carvey dana carvey he's the old comedian he's not that old sorry dana carvey i didn't mean it Uh, he's comedian 80s he was on snl i'm so visual i need to see his face church lady from snl like oh Okay. I don't watch right. a lot of SNL. Okay, I'm
0: sorry. I'm so
1: I don't watch SNL either, but the fact that you don't know who Dana Carvey is. Wayne's World? Have
0: yeah, you yeah. seen Wayne's World? Oh yeah.
1: He's one of the guys in Wayne's World. Oh, okay. Um, so he does a mini series. That's the funniest thing. If you're ever having a bad day, listen to Dana Carvey. Okay. Um, this is him now. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is him from Wayne's World. Gotcha. So yeah. he does a mini series with Conan. They do this whole thing. It's the funniest thing. The reason why I'm telling you this is because lately he started doing um where he just has fans call in. So instead of Conan needs a friend, Conan needs a fan and he does like these many episodes <laughs> and a fan calls in and it's freaking hilarious having him interact with his fans. But he does a lot of the same thing where it's like the voicemail thing. And that could be really cool. I
0: would love that. Just I listen might... to the
1: whole. whole yeah. Podcast. I just need people
0: to send me questions. Yeah. Like I, I need the people.
1: Okay. What questions do you have? You can even ask me questions and I will text the answers to Ammon and he can answer them.
0: Or I'll just come back in another episode with you.
1: Okay. Yep. I'm I want to start.
0: I mean, I'm not committing to it, but I really want to do a podcast episode a week. Do it. Yeah. try trying.
1: I record podcast episodes that aren't published anywhere three times a week because it makes me happy. That's cool. They're just not anywhere. They're just floating around on my computer. I don't even have a name for it yet.
0: <laughs> Shoot them out there.
1: <laughs> what time is it? Uh, it's 2. 2- 13. 2- okay. Well... Great, great time podcasting, Evan. Yeah, thanks for the pod. That was Come really fun. Come back anytime. I have stories to tell you after we shut the mic off because oh, I don't yeah. want these recorded. Can't wait. <laughs> and peanut butter screwball.